This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Jude Charles. Jude is a story-driven filmmaker, brand strategist, and speaker. For over 13 years, he's been producing exceptional returns for purpose-driven entrepreneurs through documentaries and videos. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Roman. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast with you today. Awesome. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are now? How did you get into your industry and some of the stuff along the way? Cool. So, you know, for a very long time, since I was eight years old, I've always been fascinated by the art of storytelling. I'm not sure why that is, um, but as a kid, as an eight year old, I wasn't the kid playing, uh, you know, video games or outside playing basketball and football. Instead, I stayed inside and I wrote 100 page books. And these were books of what I thought my future life would look like. Um, so there were stories like the police life of Jude Charles, because for a long time I wanted to be a police officer. There was uh, the baseball life of Jude Charles, which was about, um, it was a story that I had read at the time of Jackie Robinson. And I just kind of envisioned, okay, what would my life be like as a baseball player? And so, you know, I've always, I had always just been fascinated by that, by, how do I envision what life could be? And so in high school, um, I took a TV production class and I was now able to turn these stories that I was writing into um, videos and films. And so I really, throughout my whole high school years, uh, I learned video production. And by my junior year in high school, I had a TV production teacher who saw something in me, right? And she pushed me to start my own video production company. And she suggested it, but I wasn't sure that I wanted to do it. I didn't know anything about being an entrepreneur. I didn't know what that would look like. But the day after she had suggested it to me, she had already purchased my first set of business cards. And so at 17 years old, I started a video production company. Um, And that's kind of what's led me here 13 years later, where I'm still running the video production company, helping entrepreneurs tell their story through films and videos. It's awesome. And... What do you think in terms of the business perspective, how important it is to tell kind of an accurate story and how video does a very good job in the digital age of doing that? Yeah, so, you know, I often say that hearing something said 1,000 times is not as convincing as seeing it once. And specifically with the kind of work that I do, visual storytelling, video storytelling, um, it's important to not just get in front of people and tell them your story, which in in my opinion, your story is more about who you are rather than just the thing that you do. It's incredibly important to be able to visually show them your story. Um, And it's important now more than ever because with social media, we have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and we have YouTube and we have all these different platforms that there are literally millions of people posting on, right? And they're seeking that attention. 
But the one thing that we know that kind of infiltrates that attention, that actually gets people's attention, is that story. Is people truly understanding where have you come from, right? Like I didn't share the full story of my background starting at 17, but that little piece makes you a little bit more interested than just about how cool a video is that I can do. Um, and so it's incredibly, incredibly important to be able to um, be able to tell your story, get get away from just the thing that you do, the service that you provide, the product that you're selling, and really bring people into the vision of who you are, really allow them to be able to connect with you on a deeper level. I agree. And I think evoking kind of that uh, emotional reaction is what makes you memorable and what kind of leaves you top of mind in terms of uh, a business or brand. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's the advice you have for someone that, you know, maybe is dabbling in, in video and may want to start their own, uh, you know, enterprise, either as, um, you know, a freelancer, start a company, some of the things you may have experienced that can help somebody in that situation. The advice that I have for someone wanting to um, specifically, if you see, you're asking me wanting to go into video production. Yeah. So somebody maybe coming from uh, where you came from, maybe is in high school, maybe in a situation where they're getting out of college or kind of is passionate about, you know, storytelling through video and wants to turn that into a business. Some of the things you may have experienced along the way uh, starting your company. Yeah, that's a great question because I, I, you know, the first five years of business for me doing this, I started at 17, but I really didn't know anything about the business of video production. Um, I knew that I was talented. I knew that I could hold a camera and I could film and have the right angles and I can edit, but I did not understand how to be able to ask someone to exchange money with me and to be able to ask them to exchange money with me in a way that would allow me to be sustainable. So for example, the first five years of business for me were extremely, extremely brutal. I struggled to make every year, I struggled to make $30,000. And initially you hear that, and you know, at 17, 18, obviously, if you make 20,000, 25,000, just doing something you love, that sounds great. But I didn't get into it for that. I got into it because I really wanted this to be something that, yes, I love doing it, but also that I could make good money from it, right? Like I could, if I needed to, could help support my parents. And so I struggled those first five years. And it wasn't until I began working with an entrepreneur by the name of Keisha Dior. Um, she was running a cosmetic business at the time. She had just started it. And I remember there was a day that I was thinking to myself, you know what, I'm just, I'm just gonna give this all up because five years in business, struggling to make money, this isn't as much fun as I thought it would be, right? Like I've heard the great entrepreneur stories and people getting, becoming entrepreneurs and making a lot of money and that just wasn't happening for me at the time. And I remember sitting on the edge of my bed that one day, looking at, you know, staring at the wall and just thinking to myself, it had been 30 minutes thinking to myself, like, am I really just going to give this all up? And in that moment, I get a phone call and I look at my phone, I pick up my phone and look at it. And it's Keisha Dior calling. She's a client, right? And I'm like, you know what, I'm not, I may not be in the right headspace for this. I don't, I don't think I should pick this up. But for one reason or another, I pick up the phone and I'm like, hello? And she's like, Jude, Jude, you won't believe it. And she's just all excited. She's extremely excited. I'm like, what happened, Keisha? And she's like, you know, I, I just got off the phone with my accountant and you know, I've been doing this business. We just started it and it's been 12 months, but you won't believe that we've made a million dollars. Like we've crossed over the seven figure mark. 
And I remember pulling the phone away from my ear and looking at it and like, this is really not happening right now. This, this isn't real life right now because here I am in a moment thinking about giving it all up. And in that same moment, I have a client telling me how she's reached such great success in, a, in less than a year where I had been struggling to make money in five years. And I realized in that moment that I needed to start asking myself a different question. And that's exactly what I did. And I looked at what would it look like for me to make a million dollars? Or what would it look like for me to be successful in doing this? What do I need to do? And I realized in that moment that I had the blueprint right in front of me. I had watched Keisha and everything that she was doing in her business and why she was successful and realized how I can incorporate some of those same things in my own business. And I tell that story because for me, that was a major turning point. And I realized that I just needed to ask for help. I realized that I wouldn't know all the answers and I would need to um, look at others and look at what other people were doing or just ask for help. And so immediately after that, um, I had begun looking for film workshops and, and online courses, but not specifically about the talent of video production, but learning about the business side, the marketing and sales and how to structure the business and how to price what you're doing um, in order to be able to run a sustainable business. And so my advice would be that it would be, you know what, sure, talent is extremely important, but the way that the business is going to last is, is going to be a mixture of talent and hard work, but also that other side of understanding the business side, understanding how to charge the right amount, how to have enough clients so that you can continue to do the thing that you love. And I agree. I think a lot of uh, creators and uh, people kind of in the digital space fall short, even though uh, their uh, talents and work is exceptional. They don't know how to kind of balance it or take it to the next level in terms, like you said, either monetizing it or understanding the business aspect where they can get uh, caught up, you know, as they start scaling. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all about, um, you know, for me, 13 years in this business is all about playing the game that you want to play, being able to know what kind of business you even want, right? Like, so I talked a little bit about Keisha and, and my business. My business is set up completely different the way Keisha is. Um, she sells a product, right? And um, her product is cosmetics. Whereas, uh, and she may have like thousands of clients, whereas on my side, I only take on five clients a year, but I've been able to structure that in a way that, that, allows me to play the game that I want to play in my business, um, allows me to know how I want to, you know, wake up every morning and serve, right? Um, you know, for Keisha, it was using social media and using YouTube and things like that to be able to build her business, whereas I, I didn't necessarily want to be tied to a computer or my phone in that way. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's all about playing the game that you want to play and understanding that. I agree. And figuring that out sooner than later yeah, because you may think you want to do something where somebody else is doing, but that may not be an effective structure for your business or the way you're trying to uh, live your life or where you're trying to be in, you know, a year, five years right. and, uh, further down the line. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what motivates you to succeed? Challenges. I, I am motivated by doing something that I haven't done before, being able to do the impossible. I um, I think I wake up every morning looking at that, like, what is it that I can do that I haven't been able to do before? And how do I continue to push and and innovate and 
um, be able to help my clients push and innovate themselves as well. So that's what motivates me the most. Yeah, I think uh, continuous growth and uh, trying to fight a area of complacency and getting very comfortable is important for like the creative process and uh, any business as a whole because in that kind of uh, tension time where you're uh, in the unknown that's where a lot of growth and uh, discovery happens yeah absolutely absolutely so what's one weakness you may have had in the past that you've turned around into a strength and utilized today that's a great question I think a weakness that I had, it, it, it's related to what I just mentioned about challenges. I think I, I always felt like I had to have the answers. Like I personally had to have the answers, not that, you know, that I could find those answers. And I think that was a weakness for me. And what I mean by that is I, I in the early days, never asked for help or never even wanted to show that I had a weakness. I assumed that I had to be perfect in order for um, people to want to work with me in order for, uh, you know, people to trust me and where it's, it's, it's so different. Like you can be vulnerable and you can be open and you can say, I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out. And so part of that I mentioned before is like going to do online courses and I'm a big, uh, believer in workshops and conferences and, and, um, reading. I read a lot of books now. Um, I think reading books is one of the best ways to access mentors that you wouldn't be able to access. And so that's a weakness that I've turned into a strength because now I'm, 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 I'm big into personal development. I'm big into um, being able to expand my mind beyond just what's, what I can see, right? I want to be able to understand how different parts of the world operates. I want to understand how different kind of companies operate. Um, oftentimes I'll use this, use this analogy that Ford, um, the, the creator, the founder of Ford Motor Company, um, was able to innovate the car industry by going to look at what the meat industry was doing and how they were doing the assembly line and how they were cutting up meat on an assembly line. And he brought that to the car industry and really revolutionized the car industry. And so I'm constantly looking at what are, how do I change my perspective? How do I look at what someone else or somebody else is doing? Um, you know, we're on a podcast and you can't see me, but I wear glasses. And, you know, if I don't have on the right set of glasses, I am not able to read the words that may come across my screen. I am not able to uh, see shapes and, and, and be able to understand what that shape is or what that, that graphic is. Um, but because I have on the right set of glasses, because I have on the right perspective, I am able to now uh, see and read what it is that I need to see and read. And so the same thing for me is, is that it's being able to have different perspectives and opening my mind so that I'm not just in a bubble or, or only looking at something in one way. How do I create a three-dimensional view of what I'm looking at? I agree. And with everything, there's also multiple ways of doing things and I think it's important not to kind of pigeonhole yourself and like have a narrow mind. So in terms of marketing from my end, I like to get into working with different verticals, um, you know, pharmaceuticals, financial, fitness, and having a takeaway from each what works best in each industry that a lot of people that only focus on one specific type of marketing or marketing to a specific type of clients may have not experimented with and taking that and trying it within that industry and see how it works similar to the example you gave with Ford. Right. Absolutely. 
absolutely and that that helps that helps for the kind of work that we're doing right and the kind of clients that we're serving it really helps to um we're able to use those things to leverage and help our clients leverage what where they're looking to go and so yeah absolutely that's why i believe in it in so much I agree. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you or anything else you may have going on? Absolutely. So the best way to contact me or to even see some of the work that I've done with my clients um, is my website, judecharles.co. So Jude Charles, my first and last name, .co. And that is the best way to reach out to me, connect with me, and to if you may have a story that you know you want to share as an entrepreneur and you'd like to take your business to the next level, you'd like to scale um, and stand out from the sea of noise that's out there, um, that is the best way to reach out to me. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thanks for having me, Roman. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.